0: Yo, it's Julian on the Brown Note and a review of Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho and what is going on with the universe. I saw, I said in the last Jewel review, I saw like a new film every night of the week. And almost all of them I thought were much better than they're being credited for when I normally go the other way. Edgar Wright is someone that I absolutely detest as a filmmaker. He is analogous to um, Guy Ritchie for me, and the irony here is that I have trashed Guy. I thought that Guy Ritchie made a couple of really likeable films in Lockstock and Snatch and revealed his true colours as a, an atrocious director beyond merit. King Arthur was my worst film of the year it came out. And The Gentleman was suddenly a new filmmaker. So Edgar Wright, I thought, exactly the same. Shauna of the dead and hot fuzz had a lot of really cool people in and they were really likeable films but everything he's done since then i've hated scott pilgrim versus the world, i couldn't stand the world's end is the worst thing that simon Pegg's ever been in and baby driver which got a claim i thought was torturous sub guy richie trash and yet here i am stunned by last night in soho in in far more a manner than i was with guy richie's a gentleman which was an excellent film um this is a a delicious concept which is a celebration of 1960s glamorous carnaby street rainy street london when it was the epicentre of the universe uh, and everyone was cool and beautiful and wearing cool clothes and the music was amazing and a horror movie and a sociological drama. Um, it stars Thomasin McKenzie and the, she plays a dual role with Anna Taylor-Joy. Anna Taylor-Joy was the lead of The Witch, bizarrely playing a character, which was one of my films of the decade, bizarrely playing a character called Thomasin and her semi doppelganger here is Thomasin e. McKenzie, who I, I recognised but I couldn't peg where from. Um, but she's from Leave No Trace, which was a really good film but overrated, a follow up to Winter's Bone, a masterpiece. Um, she was a lead in that as a very, I guess, young teenager uh, on the run with her dad. Here she stars as a Cornish girl whose mum has committed suicide her mum went to live in london and become a fashion designer from Redruth in cornwall this small country town couldn't handle the stress and the and you know the alienation and the loneliness and took her own life now the thomason character is doing exactly the same thing she lives with her nan her nan's terrified understandably that she is going down the same path she sees visions of her mum in the mirror she turns around and her mum's there and she's um obviously um she isn't she's not it's not like she's a troubled kid it's just she's a very margin person she's a, she's on the margins and obviously coming from this tiny cornish country village to basically soho and carnaby street and you know the the parts of london where all the city, Cogn- if that's how you say it all of the the top fashion people in the world are, are, are existing she's a little bit bullied as soon as she gets there so she stays in these horrible digs uh, with other students who all think she's rubbish um, and belittle her. and she's um, not very happy that they're basically having sex in the room that she says with the other person and it's driving her up the wall so she moves into this bed set some of the people in this film she moves into a bedsit that's owned by Diana Rigg. Diana Rigg? Are you kidding? This has got Terence Stamp and Diana Rigg in it. I cannot believe that those two people. Last film for Diana Rigg, who died last year, R.I.P. Um, she's um, this was her last film before she passed, after you know, a career that began in Her Majesty's Secret Service and with, you know, some of the most prominent sixties and seventies action spy roles and a legend and terence stamp is even bigger legend so seeing those two in this film was an amazing thing Um, so when she moves into this bed seat she gets this she gets her personal space but every night she goes to sleep she starts having these dreams these lucid waking dreams where she is ghosting the character played by anna taylor joy who is uh arrived in London a beautiful sexy confident woman who wants to be the next big singer on the London nightclub circuit and who does you know she goes she she's got all the balls in the world she walks into the nightclubs and uh, meets Matt Smith yeah Matt Smith who's this like wide boy you know charismatic man about town and you know, tries to get on stage in these supper club nightclubs where people actually dance and do all of every, everything that a normal nightclub does. But they're also like where, like in Goodfellas, where they, you know, they come and sit around and sit around the stage and watch performers as well as that. And um, it's lovely at first, and it inspires her in the fashion college to create this persona based around the Anna Taylor Joy character, which you know she she creates these amazing dresses and she changes her hair to look like her and for a while i did think it was the same actress because i was getting my reality blurred so much i wondered what was going on um and then things go really really wrong um basically she finds that the anna taylor joy character um matt smith isn't such a good guy after all he's got no intention of making her into a singer he's got intentions of making into a, a prostitute and all of the girls that come through this system of going into london and wanting to be the next big thing end up becoming pimped out so things start going very wrong uh part part of this film seems to be a descent into schizophrenia um into your reality not matching up with what's going on in the real world so she keeps having these like nightmare on elm street she's she goes she goes from having these really wonderful dreams that empower her to seeing the nightmarish world of drugs and prostitution and broken dreams that the anna taylor joy character's going through and it it morphs into a love letter for that 1960s glamour london into a uh, you know horror film um as things get worse and worse now there is so much i love about this film i think it's it's got great reviews pretty great reviews but I think it's being very very underrated um for a start the cinematographer here is Chung Hoon Chung who has worked a lot with uh uh, Park Chan-wook of old boy fame and um been one of the most prominent cinematographers in uh, a burgeoning Korean South Korean film industry that has won numerous awards his he's already an acclaimed cinematographer over many of park Chan's films but his cinematography of the rainy glamorous nightlife of 1960s london here is an amazing standpoint it is lyrically beautiful to look at this film which is a big thing is it just looks incredible and then there's the music which is this baby driver got was an awful awful sub guy rishi trash film that it got pulled out for having you know this soundtrack which was a a sub-Tarantino soundtrack there were like a couple of really good songs I think the Mountain track was a really good track in there that sort of stood out the rest of it was perfunctory here we run the gamut of 1960s music which is superb we get you know stuff like Silla Black which I would never choose to listen to in this environment is so evocative and emotive um and uh, there's you know there's uh, probably 30 songs in the film that are all from this era graham bond organization who i featured on my radio show many times um just incredible stuff really uh, eloise the original version of eloise so many incredible songs that, f- that feature in it the, and there's a, an amazing moment where um happy house by Susie and the banshees drops um so the the music and the cinematography are absolutely top tier really really good worth watching for that alone and the anna taylor joy and thomas mackenzie performances are magnificent thomas a probable star making turn for her um she inhibits her role with this sort of wide-eyed fear and wonder uh and is a, a difficult character and anna taylor joy is this like amazingly confident and then incredibly broken individual um, I thought the twists were really good. I think a lot of critics said it's over-egged in the way that it handles some of them. But I really liked the twists and I thought the twists pushed it into dangerous territory by making the film quite feminist in indefensible ways. Uh, and once you've watched it, you'll understand why. But I kind of went along with the people. I didn't expect most of it, I didn't I didn't read up on any of it and I didn't expect it to uh, pan out in the way it panned out at all. I found it a continually involving and interesting machination of events. I didn't realise the way that it would pan out. Um, it's a very unusual hybrid film. Um, and I thought that the, uh, you know, you get Terrence Stamp and Diana Rigg on top of that are really good. The one really bad character in it is, um, I'll see if I can find him. Isn't it? so... Tch, tch. I can't find the name, but the guy that plays her boyfriend, thankfully is in about 3% of the film, but he's cringe-inducingly bad. Um, and he, remind, he, he was like Baby Driver coming into, driving into the film. He was so lesser quality than the two female leads in the film, or the Dinah, Regan, Terrence, Stamp characters. Uh, and he's cringe-inducing. But happily, he doesn't really occupy much of the space in this film. It it reminded me a bit of Repulsion, the Roman Polanski film, where you get this girl in a bedsit, a young, beautiful young girl in a bedsit, gradually going mad. Um, it, it touched on lots of um, really interesting sort of cultural touchstones of swinging '60s London, um, and also the the dark underbelly of it all as well, which was. Um, you know, it showed the um, the glamorous upside and then the really horrific downside. And I thought, again, it was a really timely film in its treatment of women and the way that women were treated back then and are now. Um, I thought those things were really interesting elements to it. I found it a very exciting film. I didn't know what was coming next. I thought it looked beautiful. I thought it sounded awesome. Uh, I thought it was pretty arty in the way that it presented. It is really flowing shots of um, nightclub london so i'm shocked to say from baby driver being my third worst film of the year i think when it came out that if i don't include Nomad land which came out 2020 and not 2021 but um was the first film i ever gave 10 out of 10 to it on this last night in soho may end up my film of the year and for Edgar Wright to go from one of my worst films of the year to my best film of the year is just jaw-dropping this is seriously well worth a watch it's well worth not knowing anything about and just diving headlong into this really um beautifully staged production design wise sound wise cinematography and, and soundtrack um hybrid thriller of which is ends up in this sort of nightmarish horror film it's a magnificent film so I'm going to give I said this this year's been a lot of eight out of tens and not many nines I don't know if I've given a single film nine out of ten to but I was pretty blown away by a director I'd hated for years Edgar Wright's film and last night in Soho I'm going to give nine out of ten